Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show Podcast. It's almost time for the playoffs. Aaliyah Hextall joins me to talk about where the Jets are sitting heading into the postseason and whether it's fair for everyone to be this anxious about this team. WrestleMania 35 goes on Sunday. Kyle Milroy, Ty Jordan from Power 97. They're pumped about it, so they join me to convince me to watch it. And Manitoba Moose captain Peter Stojkowicz talks to me about being nominated for the AHL's Man of the Year Award, why community work is so important to him. You'll find that out on the podcast. So, Leah, I've been here for four years now, and I'm not sure I've ever seen fans this uneasy about the Jets. Uh, I guess that might be an overstatement, but fair to say there's just not a lot of confidence in this team right now. You know... A lot of people have had a lot of negative remarks because, yes, ever since January, we all can admit that the Winnipeg Jets have underachieved. But the fact of the matter is is that they've also had fairly substantial injuries. And I know that I've said that before, but that's going to hurt the team somewhat. But I can't get away from the fact that this is a team that is not playing their best hockey at the most important time of the year. So does that make me uneasy? Does it make fans uneasy? Of course it does. But what we also have to realize is that the regular season is a very different obstacle than what the playoffs are. The regular season are your one-and-done situations going in and playing a game. Your postseason is where you can go down 2-0 in a series and still come back and win. You can lean on a team for the first two games and wear them out and then exert yourself and your presence on them. And the one thing about the Winnipeg Jets, which gives me confidence, is that this is a team that is built for playoff hockey. So I do think that fans right now, there's uneasiness. But I think they still know that this is a very strong hockey club. You know, Christian, you just mentioned the fact that you've been here for four years. If I told you four years ago that the Winnipeg Jets are going to hold first place in their division, almost run the table with the division from the beginning of the season till the end, that they were going to be a top five team within the National Hockey League and be a Stanley Cup favorite heading into the playoffs, you'd probably take it. And four years ago, you probably would be like, that would be amazing. So that's what this is. It's just really what's happening right now is that there's high expectations for this hockey club. So even though they've been playing above 500 hockey, it's still not good enough for the fan base at this moment. But I think they're going to be okay. I'm really excited. I think, honestly, the best thing for this hockey club is for the playoffs to start. Absolutely. And part of this is maybe because of last season being way better than anyone ever thought last season was going to be, 112 points, making the West Final, which maybe set the expectations unjustifiably too high for this season. But again, they're still with 97 points. They're going to come close to 100, which is a decent, pretty good season. But it's not going to match what last year was in the regular season. But now we get the playoffs coming up. And really, what does it matter what they did last year in the regular season? Because they still didn't win a Stanley Cup. They still were one win away or pardon me, one loss away from not even getting past the second round. And this is something that I was speaking to the other day. Let's remember, it took seven games against Nashville, and we all know that was a coin toss. Mm -hmm. It could have gone the Predators' way as easily as it did the Jets. We all know that. Those were two hockey clubs that on any given day, one of them could have beat the other. And then they went into the Western Conference Final, and they only won one game. So really, to me, they might have had 112 points last season, but they were one win away from being done in the second round. 
I think that this hockey club is a club that I have more confidence in this year than I did last year about going deeper into the playoffs, in spite of the fact that people feel uneasy or feel they're not playing their best hockey right now. Their best hockey is still, let's remember, top five team in the NHL the entire season. Their best hockey is so much better than most of the league. And right now, yes, they're not playing it, but the level they're playing is still pretty darn good. Yeah, they're not top five anymore, but they're in the top ten still. And yes. they, I guess, had a better game against Colorado last night, still didn't get two points, and they always seem to lose in overtime in Denver. But with <laughs> one game left to go in Arizona tomorrow night, does it really matter who they face in round one? Well, that was an interesting thing because the NHL actually put out a, a great little graphic today that I came across on Twitter. Five teams are left that have four potential playoff opponents, and we're skating into game 82 on Saturday night. That's unbelievable. It's too bad for the coaches because the amount of work they're doing right now to have to prep, they have to prep all four teams. They can't just focus on one. But, I mean, to me that's really interesting. I don't know about you, Christian, but there's a chance that the Jets can still play St. Louis. Nashville, Dallas, or Colorado, all very different teams and all teams that the Jets have had different types of results for. And I mean, seriously, they could play St. Louis. Let's think about where St. Louis was, you know, at Christmas. People were telling them to blow it up because their season was done and here they are in the playoffs. They could be, you know, it's unbelievable. So I, um, you know, I look at the first round. And I never really think about, oh, I'm not one of those people who goes, oh, you want to face this person here because then you're going to get this person here and this team here as you go forward. To me, in the playoffs, you have to beat who's in front of you. So who's ever in front of you on that given series, that's who you got to take down. If you're ranking the likelihood of who they're going to face, it's likely going to be St. Louis, which is crazy to think a couple months ago. Like you said, Colorado, as long as Dallas gets a point in their last two games, it'll be Dallas facing the central winner. Nashville wins tomorrow night at home, and they get the division. So Jets could be preparing for a St. Louis team that they haven't played since early December, which is the exactly. week we talked about that way back in the day, about how it's weird they've already played a Central Division team all their times that they're going to play them, and just how different the St. Louis team has been. They fired their coach, and it's really been Jordan Bennington carrying that team to where they are right now. And more than anything in the playoffs, you have a goalie, you have a chance. It helps in the regular season, obviously, but in the playoffs, if you have a goaltender like Bennington who's hot, he can literally steal you series. And that's a scary thing for a Winnipeg Jets team whose offense seems to not be clicking the way it has previously. They have a power play that's not clicking the way it has been previously. But, I, you know, again, I, St. Louis, to me, it's a scary team. Listen, they're built tough. They just beat Philly 7-3 to the other night. I mean, they can put up points. I mean, that's a scary matchup. But so is Dallas. You know, there's no easy teams when it comes to the playoffs. Getting, see, sometimes this is what upsets me is that I don't think we, we understand just how hard it is to get to the postseason. There's some really good hockey clubs that are not going to make it this year. And the ones that are in, honestly, once you get into, you know, you talk about first-round opponents, is there really such thing as an upset when you get into the playoffs? Because I don't think there is. I think once you get in, it's a brand-new year, and who's ever playing the best right now, and just because a team might not have, like, this on-paper talent doesn't mean at that time of year that certain players get hot. You have guys who are called up. They end up with Brandon Chanas last year. That's where he made his mark. He came out in the playoffs and was scoring like nobody's business. 
So you just need certain players to get hot. And for St. Louis, they have the most important player on the ice playing well right now, and that's their goaltender. You mentioned the power play. Dustin Bufflin not getting time on the first unit. Last night, I kind of made waves on Twitter. He snapped a stick in frustration after a power play. Is there a specific reason why he isn't? Is it just because he's not back to full strength yet? No, it has nothing to do with the injury. And honestly, Christian, I really was thinking about that. I thought, why would you not have him out on the first power play unit? Because the fact is, is that you have to, in my opinion, respect his shot and what he does more so than Jacob Truba. Mm-hmm. So it gives them that other option. You know, then you have Lina, you have Wheeler, you have Shifley in front of the net, and you can't the you know the kill can't close down on Shifley in the slot because they have to respect the top of the ice. So I really thought maybe because if it was a lower body injury, maybe the side-to-side movement, maybe the front and lateral movement is okay, but maybe side-to-side he's having issues and he can't walk that line or maybe pivot the way he necessarily needs to. But I actually spoke with someone today on the Jets coaching staff, and they said it has nothing to do with that. He's completely healthy. It's very simple. Truba did a good job in his absence, and he's earned the right to stay. So Truba, in the month of March, had 13 points. Eight of those points came on the power play in 15 games. And that is plain and simple why Dustin Bufflin is not on the top unit right now. Okay, so... You can well, agree or not, yeah. but that's why. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people wondering. And Paul Maurice, yeah. last night we changed up the lineup with Brandon Tanev out. Last question before I let you go. If Tanev is badly hurt and he's not going to play in the playoffs we don't know yet what kind of impact will that have on this team's uh, I guess depth forward situation you know this is where I think the fact that you've had a player like Mason Appleton who's been up so much this year is really going to come into play because I'm as much as I think Brandon Tanev I think he's a heck of a player I mean he's one of those players that I'm really sad because I think we're going to lose him next year because you're not going to be able to pay him as much as he can find probably in the free agent market mm-hmm. but you know he's a he's a water bug out there he's always digging he's always getting something done you notice him every time he's on the ice it's going to be a loss if he can't go but I I really have a lot of faith in Mason Appleton and what he's been able to do. And and I think they're going to be just fine, but you know, as well as I do, it's going to probably take a lot for him not to play. I mean, if this is a hand injury or wrist injury, we know that guy, unless something really bad happened and he needs surgery immediately, we know how often you don't even know that a player has a broken wrist in the playoffs because they just, you know, they put the cast on it and away they go. But um, so I'm going to be really interested. The thing that I kind of don't get is, I would have thought they would have they wouldn't need to send him back to find out what the injury is. I think that, you know, you have to think don't they have, you know, a, the ability to x-ray down there. So that makes me feel like maybe it's substantial. That's just my gut, but I mean, I don't know why you'd have to send him back to find out for the evaluation. But uh, maybe they just did cuz they're like, listen, we've only got one more yeah, road game, we'll we send him home. Yeah. yeah. So let's hope that's what yes. it is. Let's hope we see him on the ice and uh, let's hope that the Winnipeg Jets close out the season with a victory over Arizona on the right note and uh, get ready for those whiteout parties. Yes, we'll uh, preview all the playoffs on Monday on the Sports Show. Leah, have a good weekend. All right, you as well. So I don't watch wrestling. I don't know all that much about it. But WrestleMania 35 is this Sunday. It's a day where there's really not a lot else on TV, especially sports-wise. NHL's off till playoffs. NBA's pretty much set for the postseason. So, should I watch this? Well, time for the big man panel to convince me. (laughs) So, I've 
reassembled my big man panel for wrestling purposes today because Ty Jordan of Power Drive and Podcast Boy Kyle Melray are two enormous wrestling fans. WrestleMania this weekend. Kyle, how excited are you? Oh my gosh, uh, Christian, I'm very excited. I'll admit, the lead up to WrestleMania, I wasn't necessarily as excited, but just looking over the match card, there's 16 matches in total. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah, there's going to be some good uh, good matches, some unexpected things, I hope, and just some uh, cathartic wins for certain people, I believe. It's just a fun spectacle, man. Like You get to watch uh, some really ridiculous stuff for seven and a half hours. Is and that you- long? Yeah, you get to have a couple drinks, and by a couple, I mean like Monday is not fun. You know, you'll know when you tune into my show on Monday. Like, oh yeah, he had a rough Sunday, <laughs> which That's, means he had a good Sunday. Yes, I'm going to have a good Sunday. I know so. Uh, but there is some big matches on that card. Are we going to run through them? What are we doing? Yeah, let's do it. So the title card is women for the first time. Yeah, the first time in the 35 year history of WrestleMania, the women are main eventing WrestleMania. And what I love about this is it's not only a great match. Is it was not. WWE wasn't just like, I guess it's time we put the women in the main event because people are going to get mad at us if we don't. It was an organic thing. This deserves to be the main event of WrestleMania. It's uh, Ronda Rousey, former uh, UFC champion, Mm -hmm. versus Charlotte Flair, daughter of legendary wrestler Ric Flair. Probably the best best female wrestler there is, Yep, overall. And then uh, Becky Lynch, who is uh, sort of taken off as a really big popular wrestler in the past six months, They're calling her the female Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, so she's cool. doing really well, and uh, that'll be the main event. It's a triple threat match, so either person can be pinned. There's two titles on the line. Both the SmackDown and the Raw women's title are up for grabs. And, and Becky Lynch is going to win. Yes, that's pretty much so a guarantee. hammer that in. <laughs> we really? know that re- the, the results are predetermined, but we don't know what the results are, but we're thinking right. that Becky Lynch is going to I saw some video on the internet of the three of them in like, cop cars last week. It was lovely. each other. That's how you do a go-home show is uh, to have the people taken off and handcuffs. It's a lot of fun, especially when a couple drinks in. You're like, whoa, <laughs> you start to forget. My one question with that is why would you put two people who are fighting in the back of the same cop car? But that's for another That's for another show. I don't have Because of ridiculousness. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Talk the, know better. the next one is the new Daniel Bryan. He's the current champion versus Kofi Kingston. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, is uh, he's been back about a year and a half from a really bad uh, neck injury that we thought he wouldn't be able to come back from ever, and now he's back. He was a good guy for a while, and then he went and turned heel, as they call it, which means bad guy. Um, and it's kind of cool because he's sort of like an environmentalist bad guy. Like, he's just, you know... Shaming people for you know shilling for corporations and stuff. Yeah. Well, well, also he shilling makes for some corporations. Good points. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do the heels. He's like days. a hipster heel. A hipster. Yeah, he's sort of an environmentalist hipster type heel, and he's facing off against Kofi Kingston, who's part of a very popular uh, tag team called the New Day. He's been around in WWE for 11 years. He's never gotten the big shot. He's won some titles, some secondary titles and tag titles, but this is his first really big shot, and the, the fans are really behind him. So um, it's kind of happened organically because he was a last-minute throw into a match a few months back, and the fans really responded to him and Brian fighting in that match. And my pick is Kofi Kingston to win. I think so. I think that's who's going to take it. It's They like to have the feel-good moments at WrestleMania. A lot of the other... Well, let's, um, let's get to one the Christian will know. He'll know this name. You'll know this one. I was Seth just, Rollins yeah. versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, you know yes. who Brock Lesnar yes, is. I'm well aware. He's been around forever, I feel. he Yeah, he was in the WWE in 2004. He was a Minnesota Viking at one point. Yeah. UFC yeah. fighter, <laughs> massive specimen of a human he's being. He's enormous. Like, yeah, his, like, you think he's like big, and then I'm like, oh, he's 6'3". Like, I'm actually taller than 6'3". You're taller than 6'3". Yes. You know? know but, like, he is like... Three of me wide. It's yes. disgusting. Like for, it's just for amazing. people who don't know Brock Lesnar, he's think of a refrigerator. Okay, there you go. With That's muscles. Brock Lesnar basically. Like just a freak of nature versus Seth Rollins. 
Uh, Seth Rollins won the Royal Rumble, so he earned the right to face Brock Lesnar. Does anyone like Brock Lesnar? No, but I think Brock Lesnar's going to win. Yeah, I mean, people don't like him as they shouldn't like him. That's they're not really supposed That's to like point. him. Okay. That's the point of that. But he is—he doesn't show up to a lot of events because his contract doesn't say he has to. He does so. show up to Winnipeg events though. Like when I was here, doesn't he, he have a doesn't he have a prairie show. connection? He he has some. Yeah, he has. A he lives on the border of us, I believe. Yeah, he lives on the border of us. He has a home around somewhere around Saskatchewan. I think he uh, when he had his uh, big uh, diverticulitis illness attack he was in the wilderness out here in manitoba somewhere oh, okay. so yeah he's got a good and bad connection okay. with us i suppose but okay. yeah i think he'll win that one and I then believe. uh i guess the other big ones to go through are triple h versus batista of guardians of the galaxy fame yeah B- batista hasn't fought in about four or five years i think but he's back to promote his new movie i guess <laughs> avengers endgame as one does yeah um and triple h has been around since wrestlemania 12 was his oh first my WrestleMania. god yeah, so you he's know been, who triple h i've is, heard Christian. the names before he's from you uh he's been around like, if for you a long time pictures of them i wouldn't be able to tell you who they are but i've right. heard the names before yeah triple That's h why I have you guys on the triple show. h is also the son-in-law of vincent k mcmahon who is oh. the ceo of uh of uh wwe the oh. real life one not just the kayfabe yeah. son-in-law he's the actual son-in-law of okay that, so and yeah. then like let's just quick fire match. this like his actual son is wrestling shane mcmahon in a no holds barred match kurt angles having his farewell match uh, there's just a lot going on. There's too much Colin going on. Colin Jost and Michael Shea from SNL Why? Weekend Update are in the Andre the Giant well, Memorial Battle Royal. Well, it's in it's in the the show is in New York or it's in New Jersey in the MetLife Stadium. And I get Michael Shea is a big wrestling fan. He's okay. been at wrestling events before, and I guess his buddy is Colin Jost, so they're just gonna get their butts kicked by and Colin Jost. Looks yoked though lately, <laughs> like absolutely jacked. And I was like, he's, he's taking prepping, his he's prepping. Yeah. He's, I'm gonna pick him. He's to been win. hitting the juice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, WrestleMania 35, big weekend of wrestling. Okay, so, Very exciting. So. What time does it start? The pre-show starts at 4 p.m. The pre-show doesn't start with like a match necessarily. It's like they have it's like a commentary, and then they have like three or four matches throughout the two sure hours. Sure, it's 4 p.m. because last year I turned on my like TV at like noon, and it was started. And the pre-show may, might start a little early. I think the matches don't start to 4 p.m. But the, on the guide it says. 4 p.m. to like 11:30 p.m. So, so the is. main event starts deep in the evening. Then the main oh, event won't yeah. the main event won't start till probably 11 p.m. Okay, so you'll be you'll be uh, you'll be lubricated by then, Ty. Oh, buddy, I will be <laughs> absolutely wired. Look look for my tweets. Look for my Twitter. Okay. Fire. <laughs> so do you just watch at home? What's the plan here? I got buddies flying in, other media friends to watch at home. We make bets and then we crown a champion oh. every year. Very and you nice. get bragging rights. Interesting. Okay. It's a lot of fun. I just have a couple people over at uh, in my place, and my, my pops is coming. So he he's me and him have watched wrestling for my whole life, basically. Okay. So he, we and like the to loser between Tom and Kyle, the loser has to go through a table. <laughs> they do an elbow drop. That's why I don't go to Kyle's to watch it. Yeah. Okay. So many tables. Well, now I'm well informed, and I hope everyone at home is too. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks. Woo! The Manitoba Moose are in the heat of a crazy race for the final playoff spot in the AHL Central Division. Off today before home games Saturday and Sunday against the Stockton Heat. Earlier this week, Captain Peter Stojkovic was named the team's nominee for the AHL Man of the Year Award. I caught up with the Winnipegger earlier today after the Moose practice to talk about the thrill of the playoff hunt and his community work. How does it feel to be right in the thick of a a playoff hunt right here with the Moose? Yeah, it's right where we want to be. Um... We kind of set our set this goal. Um, Pezzi came into the room, uh, had a team meeting uh, a couple months back, right after Christmas there, when we were sitting last in the league, and uh, we just put a tangible number to what to what we needed, and uh, that's been our focus ever since. And in, in every decision, every play, and every shift we've we've had, we've um, set our sights on on the playoffs and, and haven't looked back. And 
uh, put ourselves in a position here to, to attain that goal, and uh, we're right where we want to be. And you got three other teams right in the thick of this thing. And uh, so is, when you're not playing on a given night, are you kind of keeping track of how the other teams are doing? Yeah, of course. Um, it's nice that there's so many teams in it. Uh, we feel confident and comfortable in the situation. Uh, as I said, we've kind of been playing uh, for our playoff lives here for about three months. So uh, we feel comfortable in close games. Uh, we know other teams are going to go out there and, and feel the same way at this time of year. And uh, we got to control just what we can control. And we got to go out there and get the points that are uh, on the table there for us. So you've been uh, nominated as the Moose's nominee for AHL Man of the Year. Why is it important for you to give back to the community? Uh, I think we have a responsibility as athletes and ambassadors of the city to to really give back, and and our situation here allows us, uh, I guess, a platform to do that. And um, obviously, being from Winnipeg, this is my home. This is where I grew up, and, and these are the people I grew up with. So, um, anything we can do to to help out and and give back, even in just the smallest ways, can go can go uh, miles for other people. And um, that's something that's kind of been instilled. Uh, through my parents and then through the organization here as well. You see all the uh, philanthropic uh, efforts of, of Chipper and Zinger and, and so forth. And uh, it's really just contagious and uh, really just a product of the environment here. So this is not just the moose coming to you saying, hey, can you go out to talk to these people? Is this something where you're actively looking for things to do out in the community? Uh, you know what? A lot of stuff, like I said, being from the city, uh, a lot of my friends and, and people that I've come in contact with over the years will contact me and uh, obviously I'm happy to oblige and, and help in every way that I can and um, like I said it's it's encouraged around here um, and, and the leaders in, of this organization um, really put their best foot forward and, and show how important it is to give back as well and it's, it's really easy to, to go out and do those things when you see the people above you doing them as well So what have you learned from these experiences out in the community from the people that you're helping? You know, just the interactions with people and, and learning their stories and learning what they're all about, how unique every person is and, and how different everybody's story is, is really quite amazing. And um, and just being able to share my experiences with them and, and have them share their experiences with me, um, to form a relationship like that really goes a long way for both of us. And uh, as, as much as we might be helping them, I think they help us a lot as well because it allows us um, a chance to interact with, with people outside of the hockey world and um, and really get an understanding of, of what's going on in the city, the community, and uh, really the rest of the world as well. How did you feel when you found out you were being nominated for this? Uh, obviously, I'm uh, very proud. Uh, I, I'm very humbled by it. and I'm very proud to be a Winnipegger and uh, the fact that uh, giving back to the community is, is something I'm being recognized for uh, means a lot to me and, and uh, hopefully a lot to the community as well. Well, Peter, congratulations again on this. I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me and uh, good luck as you uh, hunt for that last playoff spot. All right, great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcast yet.